Welcome to the People and Performance Podcast, featuring guest experts from such global brands as NASA, Salesforce, the Milwaukee Bucks, Staples Professional, IBM, Mutual of America, Zero, and Simon Sinek Inc. The show offers expert insights into the strategic capabilities and behaviors needed to grow and sustain employee performance. In this episode of the People and Performance Podcast, we consider the evolving L&D space and ways to help leaders and employees add more to their bottom line. Bill and I are joined this time by Rita Sukrit, Canada Learning Lead at Helmsley Fraser. Rita is a globally experienced L&D leader, skilled in aligning business goals with L&D strategy. She helps companies implement innovative solutions using technology, tools, and frameworks. She also combines business acumen with portfolio skills to build trust, align stakeholders, tackle challenges, and inspire creativity for workplace learning. We hope you enjoy this conversation we had with Rita. And if you do, please support the pod by liking, commenting, and hitting subscribe. Welcome, Rita. Hey, um, we just had a nice little chat getting to know you here, but let's take a minute to introduce you to, to our audience. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about the mission of Hemsley Fraser? Yes, of course. And thank you, Chris, for having me here on the podcast today. I've been in L&D for more than 25 years and worked in many countries, mostly in leadership roles. These experiences have really shaped my perspectives about corporate learning and development through the years. Our mission at Hemsley is simply to transform how people learn, how they engage with each other, and how they develop themselves in the workplace wherever that may be today. Excellent, excellent, thank you so much. Question, why is investing in learning and development a necessity, not just a nice to have? Such a great question. And because I'm in L&D, I'm partial and I love this question. But let me begin by saying that having legacy mindsets is really impacting our ability to lead for the future. Investing in L&D as a strategic partner is all about modernizing learning to drive efficiencies in the workplace. If you're really serious about developing employees to advance their growth, get stronger engagement from them and higher productivity, then you must, you must invest in L&D. Okay, thank you, Rita. How can, how can employee development framework support leaders and executives in adapting to the evolving marketplace and business landscape then, um, so that it ensures that teams' resilience in the face of challenges such as <laughs> so many right now, right, Rita? Uh, the, the rising cost of living, uh, the ongoing terrible war in Ukraine, the, the lasting effects of COVID on, on many of us. Uh, mm-hmm. give, give, give us your take. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, recruiting was the number one priority for HR and finding the right talent was expensive and scarce. Today, recruitment has fallen to number eight. HR's priority is employee engagement. They are really working hard to retain and develop the existing talent. So to me, it makes sense to develop a well-rounded employee framework. And at Hemsley, when we design such a framework for our clients, there are a couple of things we consider and the first one is what we want to know exactly what employees care about most. Is it about their growth or their development? That's key for us. The second we're hearing from clients, the employees want to link compensation to their performance. 
they're really seeking transparency and equity. And I know we use the term transparency in just about in any every way, but it's for real, like they are truly wanting to see compensation attached to how they work. And lastly, mentoring and coaching has been in on everybody's lips and, and, and words that were coming out the last couple of years. But if we can invest in a coaching program that ties to upskilling the employee, that is key for the employee framework. These programs we're seeing at Hansi are really paying off for, with higher engagement and performance. And to me, that's the kind of support leaders need to impact the bottom line. Rita, considerations for wellness and mental health are, are a priority for many organizations, of course. How do these impact learning efficiencies? We engage in many wellness programs. You know, in Canada, Hemsley Fraser, we 100% at home. Our work and our home life are one of the same. And balancing wellness is always a challenge. I know for myself, I wake up and sometimes I don't get off my chair until I'm really, really hungry or at the end of the day. Um, but Hemsley provides well-being in many ways, whether we take it or not is another thing. For example, we get an additional half day off each quarter and we are participating in summer working hours during the months of July, August and September. Now, the shift for, from a company-centric mindset to an employee-centric has already occurred. So we know now, it, there's no secret, it's all about the employee and their measurement of personal achievement. Having a healthy well-being environment really engages employees and positively impacts everyone, in, everyone and everything, including learning. The People and Performance Podcast, supported by Fidelo Inc., is dedicated to offering tips and expert insights into the strategic capabilities and behaviors needed to establish, grow, and measure the performance of employees. If you enjoy the show, why not subscribe and give us five stars through your favorite podcast app? So I have a, a question for you. This was kind of a, a good one for me because I, I, you know, we always struggle with this. And in my years of work, I started doing something like this a long, long time ago. And it always intrigues me. So the question for you is remote learning remains a big adjustment for trainers and learners. Hemsley has identified a major trends or major trends that can support organizations in these efforts. Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it is still topical, remote learning. And um, the biggest challenge we're seeing is employee skills can easily be overlooked and that leaves them feeling underappreciated. I mean, you, you know, Chris, that you can have remote learning and you can have in-person, but the in-person is just that, that much more personalized. You can actually see, read, and, and feel the audience um, mood, you know, in there. But when you're remote, sometimes that can be difficult. When we design remote learning, we really seek to understand the client's needs. We want to know exactly what to teach and to whom. That is key for us. We also need to have the employees buy-in and engagement. If they're coming to remote learning, they have to be there because they choose to be there. And we really want them to be fully engaged. We've delivered courses that are 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 180 minutes, and sometimes even a full day. So can you imagine doing this a whole day remote? So we really need that engagement to be top-notch. The, the next two tie directly to return on investment. 
I don't care if the learning is remote or in person. There has to be assessment methodologies. And Hemsley does this very well. We have to measure for success. And the last one is transferring the knowledge. So when the employees are trained and they go back to the job, how are we going to ensure they are going to apply those newfound skills? So the assessment and the transferring of knowledge are metrics we use to gauge the return investment for the client. Excellent, excellent points. Yeah, the ROI is also, you know, it kind of goes back to the the necessity portion of that we talked about before, you know. So that's that's brilliant. So, okay, here we go. We got a couple of questions we ask all of our people, and I get the opportunity to ask you today, Rita. So, first question: In one minute or less, can you share one piece of advice or some direction you were given by a mentor, leader, or a colleague that inspired you personally to perform at a higher level in your career? That's that's a nice one. I, I'd like, you know, let me start by saying the last 20 months, we've been branding Hempstead Fraser in Canada. And I don't know if you've done this, start a startup or something this of this magnitude, but I like things to move quickly. I'm, I'm not a slow motion type of person. I like things happening. And the biggest lesson I've had to learn, or Remy, my boss, has taught me is patience. I'm still learning how to be patient. Um, in conjunction with that, what I like about his his leadership is he's consistent. He's available when I need him because we are a global company. He's based in Paris. I'm in Canada. And he gives me, truly, he truly gives me solid, unbiased advice. Excellent. That's always great. So last question for me, from a culture and people processes perspective, what does a high performing company mean to you? Another one, another great question for me, uh, high performing companies, one that's efficient, really. Uh, I saw recently on LinkedIn, a quote, uh, it goes something like this. When you promote the wrong people, the best people start to leave. I don't know if you saw that, but I was like, wow, that that's kind of cool. And I want a company to operate with excellence. I want to know that they can adapt to new challenges because we don't know when the next disruption will be, but we better be prepared because we saw from the pandemic how ill-prepared many of us were. Um, lastly, I'd like to think that the company is performing at their highest level because, and I don't say this cheekily, but because we do in Canada, my team does, we perform at our highest every day, all the time. And success has to come from both employee and employer. The two are equal in this equation if we're going to make it work. Rita, our time is nearly over already. Oh, it makes me sad, eh? I, I like I like chatting with you. Um, but before we wrap up for today, Rita, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe you want to share all the cool places that you hang out online. And of course, how can they learn more about Hemsley Fraser? Okay. I think the easiest thing is to check us out on our website, hemsleyfraser.com. And remember, we're one of four uh, offices. We're in the UK, US, Germany, Canada. So do go to the Canada site and we've got information there posted. Um, 
where I am and where I'll be speaking. I'm off to the, the next, the very next uh, stop I'm making is in Minneapolis for the Canadian Law Society. We're going to be hosting a booth there. So thank you. Okay. And depending on when this goes out, listeners, uh, that event, you can either look forward to it or it's already happened, but uh, it's good to know that Rita and her team are being active. Uh, Rita, that just leaves Chris and I to say for today, thank you very much for being our guest. Thank you, Rita. Thank you. I had a blast. Thank you for listening to the People and Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe.